Welcome, my dearest pod babies. I would call this uh, an episode of Own Goal Podcast, but we really know this is a funeral for my dearly beloved Milan. And um, we are our grave is being danced upon by this laughing little leprechaun across the screen from me. Date of recording is April 2nd, 2020. Leprechaun? Uh, it's 2021, actually, but I suppose that's neither here nor there. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about, including the demise of AC Milan. Oh, good stuff, huh? Huh? <laughs> it's a matter of perspective, my friend. Also, some crazy wild stories. We're going to talk a little bit of a USMNT. Unfortunately, that means getting into the Olympic qualifying, but first. It's in, it's in our goal! It's a gift. Well, he's almost done well to get that in because he's ahead of the near post. It's almost behind him. Sticks his left leg out. It almost hits his heel. It goes straight into the bottom of the corner. Bottom corner of the net. Gets ahead of the ball. It's the inside of his car. The first official own goal derby has come to an end. Manchester United came out on top with a hard-fought 1-0 win at the San Siro to advance 2-1 on aggregate. Reactions, Gates. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a bummer. You know, uh, this has been a really great run of of you know a couple months for milan really since the uh the restart happened you know had that massive unbeaten streak uh and and crashed out of the copa italia to enter milan crashed out of europa league to man united and do not have a chance at winning the you know syria with inter running away with it it's just disappointing to know that this season will not end in any true of any silverware, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I know you, I know you want my, my reactions to the, the game, but I'm taking it a bit more macro just because it's, it's, it's a bit of a bummer to know that there will be no legitimate recognition, you know, in the, in the history books for what a great job Stefano Pioli has, has for the most part done this season. Now, all of that is, I'm not trying to gloss over the fact that the goal of these competitions is to win in advance and we did not do that we came up one goal short and lost to united off of really a spectacular play from paul pogba you know i i don't it's you you take that one that one play out of the game pretty even match and Completely i don't know right. you know, like i don't know if, if anyone deserves to go over the other so the goal itself is obviously I just said, let's take away the most influential moment of the game and see what happens. So like, it's a bush argument, and United definitely deserved to win. They won. But, you know, the, the big thing that I, I've been saying all along to you, and you've been like, well, it's also United. You know, we're, we're a liability to defense and all this stuff. You guys are going to shut us out, blah, blah, blah. You really lay in that reverse karma <laughs> thick. You do, without remorse, and that's fine. I, I lay it on too, but I was being pretty honest and upfront when I was kind of saying – we're lacking a lot of you know creativity and, and killer instinct in the final third, and, and it just it showed. Even even you know getting Ebra back was awesome, but he was well, not fully fit. He wasn't fully fit to start, but Ebra had a great chance late in the game, and Henderson made it just a spectacular save. It, 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 great. Yeah, and that's what the match came down to. To me, this second match, I, I think the flow of the second 
match was a lot like the first tie, in my opinion. And I think the difference was that, I mean, Pogba in this, in you know, the sub in the first game made the difference for United, and Dalo and the and Pogba made the difference for United in, in the second yeah. thing, and that's what it came down to. And well, Dalo Dalo made a difference, not the difference, right in the first in the first tie because Harry Kane made a big di- Harry Harry Maguire made a big difference by uh, failing to. Imp- imitate Harry Kane and and blowing that chance. And then the other difference maker in the first leg was Simon Kier, yeah. uh, getting the, the And so the difference between the two ties, or the two legs, was easily that Milan didn't have somebody to score a miracle goal in stoppage time, right? Um, that was really the only difference in the script. But yep. it, it was, it was, a, it was a, a well-played game. No, you know, nothing too dirty went on. There was VAR controversy, right? Milan had a, had a goal disallowed. That's true. That goal, that goal would have made the tie two two, when Milan would have advanced on away goals. So sure. you know, there, there, so there was there was a VAR entanglement that took a goal away from me that that led to United advancing over over Milan. Um, fascinating little little wrinkle there, and knew, knew and we said coming. that would happen. We said there would we, be something with VAR. We said it was. We said it would happen, and you know what? I, I'm glad that. <laughs> I, I'm not the one that had to plunge my hands into the filth uh, of VAR and come out, you know, muddied. You know, you know, however you win them is how you win them. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> however you win them is how you win them. Uh, but I, I wanted to echo something you said about Milan's manager, Pioli, not getting recognition. I think I definitely got had a lot of respect for him after watching, his, you know, him getting things tactically right to start both match, both ties against United. And I think that if Milan end up finishing in the top four at the end of the season, I think given kind of what the last couple of years were like, I think that should be considered a huge step getting back into oh. the Champions League. And Oh, don't, 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 don't get me. Uh, yeah. I, you're right. And, and don't get me wrong. I, I think Milan faithful all agree. Like Pioli's done an incredible job. The goal before the season started was always finish in champion, you know, top four in Champions League. It would have been nice to, you know, with where we where we got to the halfway point, it would have been nice to be able to keep the title race competitive and you know finish at least second. Second looks like it's going to be tough for us to get, but it's and you know third and fourth is actually going to be a battle too. So it's just it's a bit of a bummer that ten years from now. There will be no you know, official record of this club has achieved something you know this season in terms of a trophy or a medal. So that's that's where where my, I'm, I'm bummed. But everybody agrees that the work Pioli has done has been incredible, and the work the team has done has been really well. To have been in first in Serie A for so long this season, honestly, with with the injuries, but also the lack of depth at key places, has been an overachievement. And now we're reverting to the mean and it's you know that means we're having more losses than we were before and it's a bit of a bummer yeah for sure for sure um well kind of that little bit of europa talk segues me into this next story which is just this is one of the this is the stories that we just love uh we love soccer (laughs) for me so tottenham hotspur played dinamo zagreb in their round of 16 and they tottenham won the first leg 2-0 well, Dinamo Zagreb came back in the second leg to win 3-0 to advance 3-2. But that colossal meltdown by Tottenham, sorry Matt, is not the point of this story. 
What matters in this story is that two days before that match, Dinamo Zagreb's manager was sentenced to four years, eight months in prison for fraud and embezzlement in the form of tax invasion. Apparently him, his brother, and two other dudes embezzled $2 million. And so two days after their head coach was in jail... They beat Tottenham 3-0. That is just like, that could only happen against Jose Mourinho. Against Tottenham Hotspur as well. Like, like that, it's 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 the perfect marriage of a Jose and Tottenham thing. Jose kind of getting what he deserves in a sense that he's kind of a prickly fella. And Spurs always going to Spurs, right? That's, that's it's, it, it, I mean, this is easily has to be Dynamo's greatest European, uh, like, match result just ever yeah. in their history. And it's it, it that's horrible. And I'm so glad that Milan went out the way we did. You know, by comparison, things could have been so yeah. <laughs> And Pioli could be in jail. <laughs> um so I think this is another big thing that this dropped pretty recently. Yeah. Um yeah. Sergio Aguero is gonna leave Manchester City at the end of the season and that is, I mean, he has been Man, the face Man, of Manchester, Manchester City deciding not to renew his contract. You know, it's, it's, it's the club saying goodbye to, you know, a, a player that has been a living legend for them. And, and, you know, he's past his prime. So they're, they're ready to move on. Uh, but yeah, Donnie, uh, what you were saying. So one of the greatest Premier League moments in history, not for me, one of the worst moments for me. Man, you have the title one. QPR is up 1-0 against Man City. This is the uh, 2012 title, by the way. 92nd minute, Ed and Dzeko scores to make it 1-1. That's fine. United's still two points ahead of City. If that results hands, we still win the title. Thank you very much. Have a good day. 93rd minute comes around. Well, ref doesn't blow the whistle for stoppage time. So, of course, 94th minute, Aguero scores one of the most famous goals in Premier League history. It is. I'm salty about it, but it is. And Manchester City win the Premier League title on goal difference. Man United's record that year that they didn't win the title was 28 wins, 5 draws, 5 losses. Yeah. Unreal. But, I mean, that's it's right. it, that gives City their first Premier League title, and it just changes the landscape to the Premier League, where City have been one of the most dominant forces since then to now. And it it's, it's impact... It's a- it's a it's a built it's a built for Hollywood moment to you. Know, it's just like yeah. it's that's that's the way you end a movie or you end a fairy tale. It, it's just it's so rare that in sports do we get that moment where that that game is the final game of the season, deciding the title in literally the dying embers of of the competition. It, it, as a neutral, it's it, it's an incredible moment, and yeah, it's it's just it's a bit of a bummer just to to see him go out in a season where he's not really getting to play too much either and then you know i think something people should realize of of all people who have scored at least 50 goals in the premier league sergio aguero by far and away has the best goal and i think this is the better at a better uh accuracy in terms of showing kind of goal scoring prowess the goal per minute ratio at a goal every 108 minutes do you know who's in second place is it wayne Rooney? it is not in second place is harry kane at a goal every 121.8 minutes. But his his lead, Sergio Aguero's lead is so padded. It's padded by almost, you know, by 
almost 14 minutes. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Um, City have said that they are, I kind of, I like this, and you'll see why I like this, are erecting a statue of Aguero, Silva, and company outside their stadium. You know, United has a statue of three guys outside of our stadium, too. George Best, Dennis Law, Bobby Charlton. Only difference is each of those guys won a Ballon d'Or while playing for Man United. Oh, and they won the European cha- they won the uh, European Championship, which was the precursor to the Champions League while yeah. playing for United. But I, I like I like that little brother who puts their little statue up, but it's a little different. <laughs> now the big question is is where where is he going next? Um, you know, he's always said in the past that he'd love to go back and play in Argentina. I think he. Uh, you know, I think his first club was Independiente uh, down in Argentina. If, if I, I, I could be butchering that, but I think that that's who it was. So it'll be very interesting. Is is this his swan song back home, or does he do one more year? You know, top top four uh, or 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 France contract uh, for for one of the big dogs. You know, Barcelona have been been rumored to be be very interested in him. And important you know, in Barcelona, you got to remember Messi is. Aguero's son's godfather, so they have a very close friendship. They're very, very, very close. Uh, you know, I think whenever uh, a superstar of his, you know, name and renown is talked about, PSG always stick their their very filthy rich uh, noses into into the conversation. I know we were talking about this kind of offline, and and you brought up a really good uh, one that would be awesome to see him consider. I, yeah, and I think this would just be the best story. So, Sergio Aguero's wife is Diego Maradona's daughter. So, I think it would be really, really cool as kind of a tribute to his late father-in-law and to his wife a little bit. If he, if he, if he played a few years in Napoli where Diego Maradona played, I thought that would be like the really cool feel-good story. Um, and, I, you know, I think he'd be – I think he'd improve any team. But, you know, that would be a great – Feel good story. Today, I actually saw some things linking him to Chelsea and staying in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt he would stay in the Premier League. I, I just what my gut tells me, but that's just something I saw today. But I think that's going to be something for us to uh, keep an eye on this summer during transfer season, a.k.a. silly season. Yeah. Um, no, that, that's definitely something to watch. So <laughs> there is uh, another little story I wanted to cover and it happened a while back. Um, this was at the start of the international break. Eric Maxim Trupo-Moting was ready for the Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers oh my God. and was, was, you know, ready to, uh, to be called up for Cameroon and represent his country. And he's an obvious first choice for them when healthy, like not, no question. Um, apparently, Cameroon, the their you know their federation, national team association, sent the call up email to themselves instead of to the player, so he never received the the invite, the call up, and therefore had to miss the entire international break because of the clerical error where they invited themselves instead of inviting him to the team. That is just tough. That's tough. How? That is just someone lost their How body. You, you, nobody, you don't input your own email when you're sending an email. You just send, you just input the recipients. Like, how do you, how do you put it to yourself? Well, to be fair, I email myself a dick pic of myself every morning to myself. But, yes, but that's, that, that's when you are, are planning to email yourself. 
Yeah. When, when you send an email to somebody else, you never put in your email. No, but I'm saying that the, the guy involved in the Cameroon Federation or gal was sending themselves an illicit... They thought they were sending themselves an illicit photo. So you think they confused the email addresses. I disagree. They confused what the subject matter of the email so, was. So are you telling me that this person also accidentally sent an illicit <laughs> photo of their, of themselves to Eric Max and Chupo Moting? Yes, and that's why that person okay. got fired. <laughs> I think they got fired, honestly, because they uh, they emailed themselves the invite, and they Cameron did not have one of its not if not its um, most important players. Um, speaking of illicit images, the the trial, what's being dubbed as the trial of the century, with freedom, justice, and an innocent man's reputation at stake, Kareem Benzema's sex tape trial has been set. For October 20th through October 22nd, I will be live-tweeting the trial from someone else live-tweeting the trial. I'll be live-tweeting someone else's live-tweets of this trial. I am, I, am, I am certain you, if you haven't already, you will be talking to Kelly about pitching her on, uh, let's, go, let's go to a, uh, a and just be like, just so you know, on the while you guys are on the flight to Paris, just so you know, for like, a little bit of time. We're gonna have to make a pit stop and watch something, and uh, you're gonna be the equivalent of the guy outside the Michael Jackson uh, trial with the white glove and, uh, and holding the mirror. You're you're gonna be that guy, the super fan waiting outside of the Kareem Benzema trial. Yeah, I'm gonna buzz my head too, so I can be bald like him. Justice for <laughs> Benzema, baby. Um, so that's gonna be a great content piece in October, and one of two things are gonna happen. The French judicial system will show it's a system of honesty and integrity and exonerate and declare innocent this great man. Or we'll know how deep the corruption in France really goes. So the French like the French like to believe they invented modern democracy. So we'll see we'll see if they can hold true to their their high values of themselves. But so yeah, that'll that's always uh, that'll be a f- I, I can't I can't wait for the next episode after that to be titled Kangaroo Court. I wonder if they will show any images of the tape to the jury. I think you have to see the evidence, right? I wonder if the parties will just stipulate that that is what the tape is and won't stipulate to anything else about the tape. I don't know. Either way, though, a lot of people are going to see Matthew Balboa's penis. (laughs) This is like the nightmare that won't end for that guy. I know. (laughs) I'd feel bad for him, but... I, I believe, you know, you know what? You shouldn't be making videos like that of yourselves. It's wrong. <laughs> Should we talk about the uh, international break a little bit? Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's kick off with the U.S. Uh, senior men's national team. Just as a little palate cleanser before I have to be depressed again. So, they had two games. Second game was against Northern Ireland. First game was... To make a, um, like, B to C squad Jamaica. And also, Northern Ireland was, like, a was a, a solid B squad because they were off games between their uh, World Cup qualifiers. So, the Northern Ireland game, we played against one player who appeared in the in the starting 11 for their qualifier yeah. roster. So, just, just to give, you know, a little, little backstory on the, the level of competition in these, in these friendlies. Yeah, I mean, 
Jamaica, we beat a team we should have beat easily, and we did. Yeah, to be fair though, you know we were we were only up one nothing at halftime, right? Sure. It, it, we we blew the wheels off them in the second half. There was that banger by Dest, uh, oh, five minutes no. five minutes before halftime. That was was really good. And Pulisic linking up really well on the wing was was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Reina had some great opportunities. It was dangerous all game long, but just kind of was snake bitten in that he couldn't get back a goal in the in the first game against against Jamaica. So there there were there were things that were good to see, but you know that first forty five minutes where it's eleven v eleven and you don't have like seven subs coming in, disrupting the game flow. We got we got the lead, but. We, we I would have liked to see us have, have netted one or two more. Um, but then again, they did they did pull away in the second half. Uh, what Leggett got two goals because he 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 produces when Berholter puts him in there. It's just if you tell me that we have Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney and all of these other eleven healthy, I don't see Leggett having a spot in the roster. I thought I mean in the starting roster. I thought Eunice Musa looked looked really solid. Uh, really happy to see him there. Sergeant Sergeant did and this. I think showed better in the second half, but Sergeant just did a lot of work. He that kid just constantly, constantly puts the work in. Uh, I think recently somebody asked his manager Florian Kofeld again about him, and he said Josh Sergeant does everything right. He, everything he decides to do, he he is right. And he's like, we, we truly believe we have one of the very best young players in the striker position in Josh Sargent at Werder Bremen, which is awesome to hear. And, just, you know, he got an assist on one of Leggett's goals where he was tirelessly working and then went down to the touch, you know, to the, fuck, the touch line and, and pulled the ball back and Leggett was there to, to knock it home. So just a lot of good things that I liked from a lot of the players that we saw. Yeah, you got, we got to see Reggie Cannon out there again. For the U.S. men's national team, part of our growing army of just absolute stacked fullbacks, which I love. Um, yeah, yeah. Biggest biggest disappointment from a roster perspective for me was Chris Richards didn't get a start either game. That he, is he subbed in, tough to see. He subbed in both, but he didn't get to start either game. I just think if you're looking at kind of what the partnership's got to be. You know, I, I would love that to be John Brooks and Chris Richards. Yeah. We actually talked about this, you, you and I did, via text. And it's, it's interesting because after we talked about it, you know, we, we like to talk about our ideal lineups for for the game, going into a game based off of the people available that were called into the camp. And, and going into the first game, we were kind of like saying, well, who do I like here, here? We talked about, you know, this this – roster could lend itself to a solid three in the back uh formation especially because you have two natural wing really more wing backs in Dest and, and anthony robinson that's actually what drove because I, th- I think i may have uh, posited the suggestion you uh, did this time you did. and and that was what normally when, when we've talked about in the past it's well you know our our center backs are are pretty solid compared to our full backs this was you know a few years back so let's try to go three in the back to mitigate the defensive risk but this is the opposite. It's 
uh, Anthony Robinson and Sergio Dest have been doing really well for, for their clubs recently in that wing back position. So we got Brooks, we've got Richards, and then Long has been pretty, you know, been capable and, and been fielding a lot of some interest from Europe. So we could put the three of them in, in three in the back and then get those wing backs out there. So we, we had talked about that. And then, you know, uh, MLS Greg turns around for the second game and rolls out the three in the back. Now he rolls it out with Miazga, Long, and I forgot who, who the other center back was that got the start there. Uh, Tim, was it Reem playing at center back? In Reem, in Reem, yeah. So it was not the three in the back uh, that I wanted us to Well, we to got see. one of the three. We got one of the three. The one the one that I was the, the third choice, but then Richards <laughs> did sub in. Richards did get to sub in as well, so like he got some time there. And I think Richards actually plays three in the back uh, for his for his club. Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim, yeah, they do. Yeah, so you know, I, it was kind of interesting to see MLS and Greg go there, and it does seem like the four three three is the is the primary. Mm. But I like having the flexibility to, to flip into a, a, a wing back three in the back situation where the matchup might might dictate if there's going to be a lot of lot of room to work on the flanks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's a it's a young, exciting squad. I don't know how. There's not really much you can take at, away either way from these friendlies, in my opinion. But you know, it, it's good to win them. In my, it's better to win them than to lose them. And oh we, yeah, and we, and we got two and, wins. And, and Gio got a goal. Got the goal in, the goal in Northern Ireland. Uh, that was good, just for him to to see a goal come through. Pulisic winning the, the penalty and then netting the penalty. Good for his confidence to see that go through the net. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I guess that kind of leads us to something that is pretty disappointing, and that's the failure to qualify for the Olympics for the third year in a row. Um, So for those of you who don't know, the Olympics soccer is basically an under-23 competition, but each team's roster in the Olympics has allowed three over-23 players in it. However, it's important to qualify for these tournaments because you're young guys who are looking to make a run at our senior team and we're pretty blessed that our our best under 23 players all play for the senior team weston mckinney uh christian Pulisic, christian Pulisic, uh anthony robinson or anthony at 25 uh but dest dest reggie king tyler adams ryan reynolds like a lot of our good guys are doing uh, so Brendan, well Brendan, Brendan Aronson who just kind of came onto the scene recently he's 18 he got he got pulled into the senior team instead of the the uh, uh, Olympic qualifying team so and, yeah and that's really it, exciting to see but it's not but it's not an excuse for our under 23 B team or C team whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter that's not an excuse for them to not be able to beat Honduras and the the goals they gave up against Honduras in that match. I mean, you just got to be Honduras and you're in. It was that simple. And it was just pretty disappointing to see just the lack of effort throughout, with the exception of one player, the guy who scored. He actually had a good game, in my opinion. The captain, Jackson Yule. Yule, that's right. He, play, he played really, really well. He seemed, he's, he seemed the only one who had a really high give-a-shit factor, in my opinion. Um you know, Hercules Gomez for me said it best. Where he said it smells of the same American arrogance, but yet nothing changes. And yeah, that I kind of agree with that. What's your take, man? I mean, yeah it it felt like watching that first half, especially that they they 
thought, we're the United States, they're Honduras, we will we will come out in 90 minutes in the lead. We just will. And nothing I saw gave me that, that thought. It was a horrible game. To, it was a horrible first half to watch. It was boring to watch. If, if there hadn't been so much riding on it, it would have been boring. But instead, it was just poisonous. And then we go down, and I'm like, there's no way we get a lead back. We go down by two. We're, we're done. You know, right, let's write this game off. Jackson Yule has a banger. Has a, you know, he, he put a lot of effort in the midfield. That was good to see. Team got a little bit of life in it, but it was, it was way fucking too little, way fucking too late. Also, man, Ochoa's error for that second goal in the opening bit of the second half, that was bad. atrocious. Bad. Uh, that was fucking bad, man. Um, but one good thing came out of this in that as I was sitting there stunned, uh, Kelly was sitting next to me, and Alexia Lawless came on the screen. And he and he referred to himself as a fifty something, you know, a fifty year old or whatever. And Kelly looked at me and goes, "He's only fifty, like implying that she thought he was like seventy two years old." That did give me a little bit of uh, joy. My 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 one like sigh of relief, and you know, I feel bad for you. I already talked to you. I already said this to you I think twice. Uh, but as I was going through, you know, mentally this roster. And I was like, like Jackson Yule, he he showed himself. He played well. You know, not gonna be, not gonna be upset when he makes it to the nap, the senior team. But we're pretty lucky in what you mentioned earlier, in that with the eight of who we've got and the ten, the promise that they're showing, we could go eight years, ten years, we're, we're without needing anybody ideally from this cycle to plug into the national team, right? You make it. You make it another three or four years, and we're going to have a new crop of, of younger players that can burst onto the scene. So that when our core of twenty five to twenty year olds or twenty five to eighteen year olds who are playing for the senior team now are thirty to twenty five, we now have a, a crop of, of, of new younger guys. So this group's this this the group that failed this cycle, we won't really have to rely on them unless they improve even more and, and like earn their spot right because they've got they've got their work cut out for them displacing the reinas the you know politics adams mckinney's musa's desks like because that group didn't did not have it yeah i agree and i and i think we're only, we're only going to see more and more of our young guys get attention from europe early that seems to be the big a big trend right now with european scouting I think you're seeing it right now with Derek DK, uh, who's on loan from Orlando yeah. City to Barnsley, and he's had scouts watch him from Manchester United, from Chelsea, from Everton. I mean, you've got to, yeah, yeah. Things are heating up for DK. Yeah, and uh, he's the hottest dyke in town. Hottest DK in town, baby. Um, but um, Orlando City said you got to give us $20 million. We're not budging. We want $20 million from him. But the fact that he's getting scouted by all these teams yeah. is awesome. And, again, this is a tw- this is a young guy who's gonna, who could come on, burst in on the scene, play well. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Orlando has already rejected a 10 mil bid. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, I, I mean, it, as long as they, they actually kind of if, – if, if somebody does end up ponying up uh, – 
20 mil, I hope they accept because, you know, I, I, I don't want Orlando to just hold on to him because they want to use him to, to like, you know, win MLS. Uh, obviously, I think if they got 20 mil, they could then reinvest that into their squad in several places. So as long as as long as their goal is to get that that number and then let him go, I love the idea of them saying, no, we we value this player at this rate. If you don't come up to it, then fuck off. I, 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 I do respect that. And yeah, I just I didn't realize he's only 20 years old. Yeah, dude, he's a child. He can't even drink. That is. I mean, he, he can now. He's in England. No, but like here in the states. Well, yeah, yes, in his yes. home country. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, but yeah, damn. So. Well, I mean, I I love the competition that we get. We have up top right now. You know, I, I'd say for me, and everybody knows, I love I love the Red Baron. So I'd say he's our our top choice striker. Uh, but I like DK uh, pushing him for that competition. Is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, another thing I wanted to talk about, Cristiano Ronaldo. Num- yeah. First thing is, he is now seven goals away from tying Ali Dai's record of most um, goal, most goals uh, for a men's player for their country. Interna- yeah, men's international goals. Seven. So that's going to be crazy that we're going to see that. I got to talk about this armband controversy that happened because I think, I think people are focusing on the wrong fucking issue. So in a World Cup qualifier against Serbia, it's two two. You're in the ninety second, ninety third minute. Ronaldo scores what's clearly the winner. The ball is one foot over the line. Defender, yeah. like, you know, scoops it out on a slide. But it's like, it is clear as day in. And the ref doesn't yeah. see it. And, you know, th- there's no goal line technology, this, which is... I can't believe they don't have goal line technology for a UEFA World Cup qualifier. Unexcusable. And then Ronaldo, he is disgusted, as he should be. So he just throws down his fucking armband because he's pissed, and he just kind of walks off. I mean, the game was going to be over in, like, 15 seconds. And some people wanted to focus on what Ronaldo did wrong versus what UEFA fucked up. I mean, put this in... Hold on for a second here. This is a guy who's, what, 35, 36 years old. He said the next World Cup will be his last tournament for his country. He's got a squad... Portugal has a squad right now, too. So he knows he's got a squad where he could make a run. He could make this one last late run at the one trophy he's never won. The trophy that I would say is the most prestigious award in team sports, in my opinion. Um, oh, yeah. And so, yeah, when you robbed him of three points, his team of three points, you rob him a goal, he's going to be disgusted. I... There were some former Portuguese players. I'm not talking about like a player that matters, like Louis Figo. Louis Figo said nothing on the issue, but a couple of former players saying it was what Ronaldo did it was disgraceful. Like, no, he was disgusted. Like he, what what happened was revolting. And let me just put a bow on this story. That armband was auctioned off at charity. The one he threw to the ground sold for sixty five thousand dollars. The funds of which are going to help a six month old baby who has muscular atrophy. So even when Ronaldo does something that people don't like, there is a net positive benefit in the world by what he did. Um, did you see how uh, Matic trolled Bruno? Yes, yes. That was hilarious. So if you didn't see it, Matic took a screenshot, basically, of that of the ball before it crossed one foot over the goal line, so it was on the line, and put it on um, 
Bruno's uh, locker. Well, 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 no, there's also a post he made where he um, basically drew another goal line inside of the goal. Oh. So, so the goal, he, he drew a goal line like four feet inside the goal. So the ball was where the ball was past the goal posts. And then there's just a goal line sitting there in front of the ball. I thought that was really funny. But to be mad at Ronaldo here, it's just like, like, what are you talking about? Like, I just don't see the reason to be mad at him. Like, the outrage should be at fucking UEFA. If anybody should be outraged, it should be Germany at Jurgi Lowe or Timo Werner after they lost 2-1 to Macedonia. That was, that also ended a run of like 35 I don't know the exact number, but let's just say a 35, like, unbeaten in World Cup qualifying for them. And also, I mean, how many... I'd be curious how many wins Macedonia has bagged in the last couple cycles. From teams that aren't, like, Latvia. Yeah, and honestly, even then, I'd be curious to see if they're winning more than they're losing to Latvia. I would actually, yeah, uh... Preston, if you're listening, please uh, could you if you could could you please email in Latvia Macedonia men's international yeah, soccer head to head. And Preston, you can go fuck yourself too. <laughs> but okay, I think that's a good spot to kind of end our international recap. And I think we should just dive into recapping kind of the kind of finish up the touches of the round sixteen of the Champions League and look at the quarterfinals. Yeah. You want to lead us off there? So. Bayern and Munich uh, won their second leg matchups, I'd say, as expected. Yeah. You know, there there wasn't really much going on there. The the one that I the second leg that I was really looking forward to was going to see if Atalanta could could kind of put mount a challenge to Real. You know, on that second leg, and Real went up early and then went up again and then you know ended up winning three one and advancing four one on aggregate. So wasn't even as good a match as I was hoping for. Yeah, that tie ended up being kind of disappointing. I think I was a little, I was a little pumped. That that early red card in the first leg really kind of tilted the scale. Yeah, that, that was insurmountable. And yeah, ended up. and now we have another edition of Tuchel v Gates. Um, Chelsea completed the shutout of uh, Atletico Madrid, beat him 2-0 at Stamford Bridge to move on 3-0. Um, I got to say, man, Atletico just, they look very disjointed. And yeah. if you're an Atletico fan, you got to worry about what your title challenge, you're, you know, kind of holding on to this last title push here is going to go down. They just, it, you got to be wondering why. Like, why why can't we close this out? Yeah, I I. It's weird, but um, another nice thing about Tuchel is he just got named Manager of the Month in the Premier League for March, so that's another one in Tuchel's Yep, bowl. I was wrong, everybody, okay? Fuck me. <laughs> but here's a great quote but hey, for hey, they're not fun to watch, okay? I'm right there. I agree, I agree. It's not, it's not, it's not a aesthetically pleasing style. This is a nice quote from Thomas Tuchel, and I have to read this to you. Timo wanted to do extra training on finishing yesterday. But I sent him in and said, your body, your brain knows how to score, so don't worry, it will come. Okay. You know, I bet I bet Germany wishes he let Timo do some extra finishing training. And Eric is referring to 
uh, just what should have been a goal 100 out of 100 times against Northern Macedonia and would have given Germany the lead at that stage in the game. Hey, and Harry, he, Harry, Maguire, Harry Maguire scores that goal. Yes, he does. He scored a harder one for England, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the quote, wait, the quote continued from Tuchel. If a woman does not want to go out to dinner, you cannot force her. Step back and it will come. So he's a consent guy, so that's good. <laughs> good, that's good. But uh, interesting that his uh, star striker, who is under fire for not scoring, he is actively telling him to not practice finishing. Not to train. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that kind of gives that gives credit to the gates theory on Thomas Tuchel, but I, I do yeah, gotta say I'm enjoy I'm enjoying the the rivalry between the two of you. I'm 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 shifting my goalpost here. Yeah, classic. Yeah, I need to because I've taken L's all over the fucking place here. So you, you and Nemanja Matic both. <laughs> oh, he's gotten Chelsea in a in a good spot, but those young the young talents not firing for him. You know that's. It, you're getting goals from fucking your old defenders. Like, you're getting Azpilicueta. You're getting. Uh, Zayx uh, had a couple of goals recently. Recently, yeah. But, like, you know, the it's been the old guard that have really been been moving Chelsea with, under the Tuchel train. So, you know, at least I can take solace in the fact that, like, Werner's not, not firing. Uh, no, and it. Zayek, it's been Havertz that's, that, that's done a little bit. I don't, I don't think no, Zayek scored in the Champions League, didn't he? In the. In that second leg. Yeah, 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 but like, <laughs> fuck me, okay? I'm just fishing for something here. Okay, yeah, but it's like scoring the Champions League, not that hard. Okay. Clearly it's not. Okay, Two both teams can do it. We have some juicy, juicy quarterfinals, though. First one. Real Madrid v. Liverpool. Everyone remembers the final that Liverpool didn't win a few years ago when... Sergio Ramos, and I, I want to bring this up for a second, because Gates and I talked about it, and in that, about that, that hard, hard foul on Salah to come out of the game, and in that conversation, Eric, you said that every foul is dirty. Do you Every stand... foul like that. Every no, foul no, no, like no, that but that's it. not what you said in the, no, 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 check the So, tips. if we go by the letter of the law, a foul is against the rules of the game. But that doesn't make it dirty. Therefore, yeah, I, I know. It's, every foul's not dirty. That foul was. That foul was definitely dirty. That foul was um, dirty. But Ramos will actually miss both legs with a muscle injury. So you have a Ramosless Real Madrid, which remember last time they were Ramosless in the Champions League, it went very, very bad, very and Varain scored on himself. Varain yeah. had maybe the worst game I've ever seen a central defender have in like yeah, the last and, five and, years of memory. Easily his worst game I've ever seen. Well, besides watching Manchester United play every week, but very bad game for Rain. So, Real Madrid v. Liverpool, core final matchup, little juicy. I think Salah, I think Salah gets his revenge. Yeah, I'm taking Liverpool. I think so, too. I'm taking Liverpool. Real Madrid just, they're, they're too reliant on Benzema goals. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's their offense. Their offense is Benzema, which is... That's a good offense to have. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. But now that he's got his court date set, he might be a little distracted. Yeah, fighting for his innocence. Yeah. <laughs> this next one, I feel like it has bet the over. It has over potential, but I, I think I think I know who's going to win. This is obviously Man City Dortmund. Yeah. I think Man City is going to take this. They're just the I'm way looking... they're playing right now is scary. 
even without looking at how Man City's playing right now, Dortmund, if you look at, you know, yeah, they advanced over Sevilla in some fun, fun, fun two-legged affair, but their, uh, their league form has been pretty shitty for Dortmund standards. So I, I'm going, I'm going City, and, and my actual thought is, if it's a, if the over, if the over under is, is high, hammer the under because City has done so well this season because of their defense. Yeah, John Stones and Ruben Diaz have been really, really good for them. Ruben they've Diaz, had, they've had the Premier League locked down. Ruben Diaz, Portuguese, by the way, just part of that stacked Portuguese squad that we'll get into when we preview the Euros, which I'm very excited for. It's it's yeah, coming soon. Um. Yeah, I think this will be exciting. Um, speaking of Dortmund, er, Holland has been like on a world tour of like, dude, he's like, think about his life this weekend. He PJ'd to Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah. Then he went to go meet all the big London clubs, the two Manchester clubs, Chelsea and Liverpool. And he's just getting wined and dined and everybody wants him. Like, do you know how badly I want to be wanted by anyone like that? Like, nobody <laughs> wants me the way these clubs want Holland. Nobody. Nobody. The way everybody wants Holland, yeah. It's just like, like you, they, they're probably like bringing, like catering in, like world class food for him. Just like, like, oh, you want to like you, you want to see like a helicopter tour of the city? Yeah, yeah, we'll get that done. We'll get that done. Oh, you want to fuck my wife? Yeah, you can fuck her too. Like he is just like having the time of his life. Yeah, I don't think I would do well with that that amount of attention. That's why I've managed to stay where I am. <laughs> Fair enough, <laughs> but uh, that's an aside. Yeah, I, uh, I think City's gonna. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say it now. I've revealed this to one other person. It was Archie. It was like two days ago. I think this is the year City does it. Have you put money on City to win the Champions League? I haven't put money on it, but I think City's gonna win the Champions League. I. It feels. You know, if it's not, it, it's. I see one of two. One of two uh, chances. It's City or Bayern. Interesting. It's Bayern for the repeater City. I just, I just, like, I think, like, man, last year Liverpool won the Premier League and that was, like, the worst day, like, one of the worst days of my life. And then I'm thinking, what could be worse than that? And it would be this. This would be worse for me. I mean, I think I think we gotta get hard on the Byron train. <laughs> oh, so you're so you're thinking I'm taking? Uh, okay, we'll get to Byron and PSG. I know, in a I know, we'll get to him. I know. And, and, and so I, I'm I'm not saying I I automatically think Byron's advancing. I think if Byron doesn't advance, then there's nobody that beats City. Mm. Mm. Right. I'm 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 um, Doctor Strange. Playing through all five trillion possible outcomes, and if if the goal is for City not to win, the end game is for Bayern to get there. Speaking of, have you been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I have not watched tonight's episode. All I'm going to say is, remember how you and I had really big crushes on Elizabeth Olsen? Yeah, Kelly has a very big crush on the Winter Soldier, and it is very okay. and it is very apparent to me. <laughs> Which is like fair play. He's a good looking dude. He's a very good looking. He's a good looking lad. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair play. But that's neither I mean, here nor there. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But we do talk about good looking lads, so it's 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 kind of here. Yeah, it's kind of here. Okay, Porto Chelsea. I think this is going to be plucky, man. I like this plucky Porto team. 
I'm hey, lock my portal pick in. I'm you know I'm not on the Tuchel train. I'm, oh. I'm portal. I'm, I'm portal picking. I am all on the Tuchel train at Chelsea just because Tuchel will lead them to the semifinals, and I bet you they'll some. But anyway, I, I think Chelsea will come out on top. I think Porto's run will end here. I hope it doesn't. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love... See, either way, I win here, right? If Chelsea win, then it's funny because <laughs> fuck you, Gates, and Tuchel, yep, all that good stuff. But if Porto win, like, that's fun. It's fun for Porto to make a deep run. They're kind of like the fun team to cheer for. But, yeah. Okay. Now, a repeat of last year's final. Yeah. Bayern to PSG. Important note. Lewandowski will be out four to six weeks with a knee injury. He'll miss both legs. Yes, he will. But I don't think Lewandowski's Bayern's most important player, but he is probably the second most important player. He's, he is the best striker in the world right now. I agree. And yeah. he's their best goal scorer, but Joshua Kimmich is their most important player. He, Josh, he, Kimmich is the most important player, and I think uh, you know the likes of, of Mueller... And, and a few others can step up in, in, in a very impactful way. Serge Gnabry, Leroy Sané, they got a squad. Gnabry, Sané, uh, you know, Coman. Yeah, they're, they've they've got the arsenal that Arsenal wishes they could arsenal. And um, I'm I'm going to take Bayern. I'm going to take Bayern over PSG because the one thing PSG has not proven to they can do is beat the teams that are better than them. just like the way you phrased that okay i don't know why i don't know why you say i know why it's in a your mind I love, I love that guy obviously i love i fucking love that guy in your mind if it's not city it's byron if it's not byron yeah. it's city right yeah in my mind i see it as you know city never won the champions league Pep never won it without Messi. And then I see Pochettino at PSG. Pochettino, who's, you know, big knock, doesn't get done in the big game. What if... I just, I don't know. Without Lewandowski, I know that Bayern has firepower. Bayern can score goals, but... That's a big guy to lose. That you just lost the it's best striker huge. in Europe, and 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 by the, what, what that means is in the world. Yeah, I just I have a feeling about PSG. I have a feeling Mbappe. I don't know, man. He's he's, he's stepping up this season. He has been a big game player, reminiscent of when Real Madrid would go on their Champions League runs, and Ronaldo always was there for the big games. When you when you yeah. oh you need a hat trick from Ronaldo, done deal. Like that's just the way. Mbappe has been for me this season, so I'm I'm going with PSG. I'm going with PSG. I think I think without Lewandowski, PSG is the smart choice. But I just I I think I think Bayern have that in them. Oh, to, for sure. For, to to push past you know adversity, and this is this is it. Yeah, it'll be exciting. That'll be all next week. So. Um... I'm excited for some Champions League to be back. Yeah. I love the international break, but I, I, I miss I, it always like at, by the end of it, I miss club soccer so much. I I like the inter, I love the international break when we have like 
competitive European games that are not the League of Nations or the Nations League or whatever. Whatever and, that is. And we also get some sort of men's national team uh, competition. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the domestic leagues? We want to end it there. What do you want to do? Uh, I don't know. We could kind of... It's been so long since we've had domestic league play, you know, that we haven't really missed that much since we last potted either about the domestics. There's some, there might be some, there's some good games this weekend. Watch those games. I, I do want to say one thing. Um, you know, Pep has recently said that Holland is outside their budget right now. Um, he has, he has said that, which all that really means is if that price tag was slapped on a defender, Pep would have bought him yesterday. But we all know Pep doesn't, doesn't spend that kind of money for attacking hey, players. it only took him a quarter of a billion dollars or half a billion dollars to find Ruben Diaz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that is like all what Manchester City just has to change the price of a barrel of oil for a day and then they can buy whoever the fuck they want. Yeah, that's kind of nice. That is nice. Um, well... That has been another edition of Own Goal Pod. We'll be got. We'll back to you guys in a few weeks. Um, apparently, it's, apparently it's April second, twenty twenty one, and not twenty twenty. Who who knew? Uh, pretty much everyone, but you knew. Um, some exciting news. We will probably not the next episode, but the one after that will be Eric and I will be able to record it in person together. That'll be fun. And maybe yeah, at that we've... time we'll also uh, Gates will. There's a hot wing challenge. Yeah, well, that'll be fun to do. That'll be fun to do the hot wing challenge. Yeah, I like that person, a lot. So, um, so nice little so own goal content piece. Little just clarification: we we will by that time both have uh, been past the, the the waiting period after receiving the full vaccination. So that's why we'll, we will be traveling. You know, to well, he'll be Don will be traveling to Austin and we'll be hanging out in person. So just as a reminder to everybody listening, be as safe as you can, and if you're able to get the vaccine do it yeah and if the doctor tries to stick it into your uh the vein on your penis that is not where it goes and you tell that doctor also, no. if the doctor is like hey give me your kidney you have two don't worry about it i would go somewhere else <laughs> yeah you're, you're probably not getting a covid vaccine and you put yourself in a really dangerous situation <laughs> but as always you can follow us on instagram own goal pod at own goal pod on twitter and please send your emails to own at gmail.com Thanks for a great episode, guys. Eric, good talking to you. Always a pleasure. Bye. Bye. It's in, it's in a goal. It's a gift. Oh, it's almost done well to get that in because he's ahead of the near post. It's almost behind him. Sticks his left leg out. It almost hits his heel. It goes straight into the bottom of the corner. Bottom corner of the net. Gets ahead of the ball. It's the inside of his car. Got no chance to the keeper.